Hey, welcome to our podcast, Don't Speak Easy, Unjip Your Mouth with J.I.P. This podcast is brought to you by Shubankar and Aditi. We will be sharing people's life experiences with you. We hope you enjoy it. For today's podcast, we have with us Neeladri Bose, a radio jockey settled in Bangalore. Hello. Hi, Aditi. Hi, Shubankar. How are you? I'm good. What about you? Good, thank you. How how have you been doing? What have you been doing? Uh I have been doing nothing much, just assignments, college and stuff. What about you? Yeah, same and like otherwise watching Netflix or something. But that Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. watching series and all. Yeah. Mhm. Anyway, we've got a very interesting guest today who's going to give us a interesting story. I don't want to ruin it for the audience. Mm-hmm. So, shall we go ahead and start our podcast? Yep, that sounds nice. All right. Okay. Hello. So, yeah, you can hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, so my friend Shubhankar is also there. Shubhankar? Yeah. Uh yeah. Hi, Hi Shubankar. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh yeah, what about you? Are you fine? I'm absolutely okay, man. It's a Saturday. Now, tell me something. Are you a Bengali or something? Uh no, I'm not Bengali actually. I'm Nepali. I'm you're... from Darjeeling. You're from Darjeeling? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you call yourself Nepali in spite of being a part of West Bengal. Yep. That's a delicate topic, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> we should do another podcast about this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Shoot, brother. Uh, and Aditi, uh, always welcome. Tell me how to uh, start this and how to do this. Yeah. So um, I'm going to start by introducing you all, right? Okay. Okay. So we have Neeladri over here who's a radio jockey and has been in Bangalore for a couple of years. So he's going to be sharing one of his experiences with us. <laughs> So Neeladri can you please share with us and our audience a little more about this life changing experience? Sure. Um so I'll clock it back. Um I think in that year you guys wouldn't have been born but it was 1995 and uh, you know something Shubhankar and Aditi uh, the, the number 13 is really not lucky for me i you know have had losses uh, during uh, you know when you reach a month where it's 13 but i think november the 13th uh, was a very very lucky day for me um, so uh, i had to at that point of time november 13th of 1995 i had to fly to bombay and we were doing this film for a nationalized bank who had given out loans to uh, high profile uh, people in india and uh, we needed to basically uh, uh, you know uh, uh, shoot uh, you know their progress after getting their loans and all that and one of uh, those candidates were uh, an aviator who was the east west entrepreneur the one who launched east west uh, his name was uh, takyuddin wahid or wahid takyuddin however you want to pronounce his name um so we flew out on the 12th and uh, we reached bombay um uh, on uh, the 12th and checked into our hotels 
and uh, we uh, you know we had the permission to shoot in the uh, you know the cockpit and uh, you know shoot inside the plane something which is not allowed uh, shoot as in in wire camera uh, was something which is not allowed uh, in today's uh, time but we were given the permission and we got it from the authorities so it was absolutely legal so we landed in bombay on the 12th and on the 13th of november i uh, and my emmy award winning uh, cinematographer director uh, so i had a job with this wonderful couple who was a national award winner and an emmy award cinematographer for wildlife and uh, you know uh, i was their correspondent uh, you you could say it's a television correspondent however um, this was a corporate film this was not for television broadcast and we were going to different people and uh, who have taken huge amounts of loans uh, in order to make their businesses run so we reached bombay on the 12th night we took a nap on the 13th uh, we made ourselves to uh, go to the east west airlines office so there was an airline at that point of time called east west so there were a lot of private airlines uh, that were coming out there was the mania airways there was sahara there was east west uh, jet and deccan came way later but this was east west and it was headed uh, owned uh, and entrepreneured by uh, wahid takyuddin so we reached their office and uh, since i was the correspondent i had to ask the questions i had to frame you know the camera i had to do many many things that you know needs to get done in order for a shoot to take place so we i did all that i could and i still remember uh, wahid takyuddin saab uh, came in and said uh, listen i'm not very great in english uh, can you keep the english questions easy i said yeah absolutely don't worry please sit sir and you know we did the interview uh, it was november of no- uh, 1995 and if you know uh, that diwali sometimes comes in october sometimes comes in november so at that uh, year uh, i think it was in november it has to be in november so as you know indians celebrate diwali before diwali and after diwali and also during diwali so firecrackers were you know all over the place so we reached i think it was in bandra i'm not too very sure i'm not very sure about this it could be andheri and you know it's more than uh, a good 28 years back so we reached the office i framed um, put the frame everything did everything sat uh, you know aside the camera and I started asking uh, this gentleman who owned east west airlines which was which was a private airlines uh, uh you know questions about how you know why did you what got you inspired why did you want why did you choose uh, air uh, you know the air industry rather than this and that you know, interview was done and then he was such a gentleman he was such a very kind man and he came down and uh, he led us out of his office and he said hey uh, uh, do you want to ride in my new car it was a brown mercedes benz and uh, let me tell you something aditi and shrivankar riding in a mercedes benz back in 1995 was more of a privilege than you know what it is today mm-hmm. so uh, i said uh, i looked at, so here's the brown color mercedes benz and on the right side is my maruti omni which we had hired 
for the crew. And I still remember those boys' names, Bhaskar and Deva, and of course, um, Alphonse Roy, who was my director. And I looked at the Maruti van, and I looked at the Mercedes Benz, and I, you know, oscillated between the both of these vehicles. And I promised one thing to my, uh, you know, my crew that, you know, when we are in uh, Bombay, we're going to go out and party. Uh, so I looked at them and they looked at me like, man, you, you know, you, you said this in the flight, you're going to go out with us. And I said, OK, you know what? And I told the boss of East West Airlines, uh, the main man, the guy who owns the airlines, uh, I said, uh, you know, sir, as much as I want to uh, ride in this brand new spanking, shining Mercedes Benz, I think I'll go with my boys. So we, I got into the Maruti Omni. And I left and I handshook with uh, uh, Wahid Takyudin. And we left in opposite directions. Um, we were going into the same highway, uh, but we left in opposite directions. He was going left, he was go I, we were going right. And while we were leaving, um, crackers to burst in, um, in Bombay, Delhi, Kolkata, Madras, everywhere, Bangalore, you know, during the time of Diwali, especially when you look at the uh sir car of 1995. so yeah so we just left and we heard uh, this sound which just basically sounded like crackers and uh, we reached our hotel and the entire hotel staff was standing outside and as the maruti omni that i was driving in with uh we had a driver of course i was right in front uh the entire hotel staff came up and said um, you know what Shubankar, i'm telling you this like are you, are you guys uh okay are you guys okay so yeah we're fine why what happened he said uh, why takyudin just got assassinated uh you know somebody came on a scooter broke the windshield and fired 30 bullets into uh, the driver into the bodyguard and of course into white takyudin for me um that day uh yes i like it was i was young um, way young uh, you know more than uh, 27 years back i was way young and i thought that man if i had taken that ride in that Mercedes-Benz, the people who wanted to get Wahid Takyudin for whatever, it was an underworld gang war at that point of time in uh, Bombay, you guys were not born, and uh, uh, these were the times of Dawid Ibrahim and uh, Chota Shakil and Chota Rajan and, uh, you know, different uh, gang lords, Arun Goli and, and the likes. But if I had not chosen to actually go back into that Maruti van, I think I would have got one of those 30 bullets in my body. And uh, it was uh, something that uh, it took me and my director, Alphonse Roy, something you know to digest. It took us three days or four days. My mom was very pissed off, uh, you know, like saying like, why do you go? I said, I didn't know that there is a problem uh, because big industries have, you know, big secrets or big, uh, you know, liaisons that we are not told about. And later on, I think uh, a couple of years later, Chota Rajan was, uh, you know, convicted uh, as to the person who actually uh, gave the commands. Uh, you know, there was Ijaz Ladakwala, uh, there was uh, Joseph D'Souza, all these underworld boys who were convicted. Joseph D'Souza, 
was also uh, killed in an encounter by an encounter specialist. So uh, the entire uh, web of this is very dark and murky and uh, one needs to only follow uh, you know the patterns of our security forces who know that uh, danger is clear and present but i can only say one thing that on the 13th of november the 13 number is very unlucky for me i've lost my pet i've lost my my father uh, on numbers that are 13th of every month but um, that 13th of november 1995 i guess was very lucky to me uh, because i still live to this day um, to tell this tale to you and uh, yes uh, that's all I can say it's it, it was a very dark day but uh, you know there is some purpose that I've been given and I'm trying to fulfill that what that purpose is I am not very sure Aditi and Shubhanka but um, uh, life will tell yeah so that was really nice to listen to um so when you got back to the hotel what was your reaction when you realized that you could have been in that car so how did you feel when you so realized? so i've been can i be very honest with you yeah uh your human body goes to a reaction whether you want to actually puke or vomit or you want to relieve yourself or you want to smoke a cigarette or you want to uh, just you don't know that reaction is incomparable you just don't know what your body is going to because you just have been, all of us die at some point of time but going in the unnatural way is something that oh my god you know did yeah. this really happen and i couldn't uh, fathom it uh, aditi uh, neither can i uh, you know put a finger on it even till today because i think somewhere down the line the almighty had a hand on me and my crew uh, for me not to take that decision because no one was asked to ride in that brown color mercedes benz spanking new one except me and i was just thinking oh my god i promised my crew that we're gonna go have some kori vada uh, you know some prawns and you know some good seafood in bombay uh, and i chose not to ride in the mercedes benz when i was itching to ride in a luxury car my father did have a ford corsair uh, in uh, my house when he got back from London, but he had definitely passed away in 1990, uh, 1987. So for me to ride another luxury car was like, oh my God, I need to do this. But I somehow refrained. And I don't know what told me, Aditi, that do not ride in this car. Uh, but I just looked at those boys. I still remember their names like Deva and Bhaskar. They were just, they had a helpless look. Like I came all the way from Gen uh, Madras to Bombay just to shoot this and have a good evening with you and then take the flight back. And I said, no, I'm going with you guys. You're my team, you're my crew, you're my hood. I'm going with you guys. So that was a really lucky choice. Yes, I, I think it, otherwise, I don't think I would be doing this podcast with uh, you and uh, Shubhanka. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Mm, yeah, you definitely got lucky. And uh, how do you feel knowing that, you know, it could have been you instead of those people who could have, like, you know, uh, got the shot? Like, how does it look? Everyone, Shubankar, everyone in the Mercedes Benz. So, Wahid Takyuddin was driving with a bodyguard uh, who mm -hmm. had a proper carbine. 
he had a driver who also probably was armed. I'm not very sure about that. But uh, that day uh, was definitely uh, embalmed, if you have to say, that this is going to be your last day. So when the scooter came around the Mercedes Benz and broke the windshield, uh, there were people who shot from, I think, you know, from upper stories of another building. And then there was another person who came and shot. So there were about 30 bullets on uh, Wahid Takedin. There were a good amount of 15 bullets. The, the bodyguard as well perished, unfortunately. So it was massacre. They, they knew one thing that uh, this has to end over here. And Chola Rajan apparently uh, has gone, uh, you know, on uh, paper, you know, when he got caught in 2015 in Bangkok, I think he was climbing out of his uh, hospital room or, um, you know, with a blanket or something. He got caught by Indian intelligence and he was brought back to India. He's uh, apparently in Mumbai in the Arthur Road jail. Uh, but he had said that you know he had given the order orders and so there was a big uh, underworld nexus at that point of time you had the tea company you had chota rajan you had chota shakil you had a person called salim shooter uh, who was a sniper and um, uh, if you look back in those days uh, uh, if you really you know clock back in history uh, actors um, you know the mumbai industry the film industry uh, big business conglomerates were all threatened by the battle of the gun, uh, including um, Sanjay Dutt, who uh, literally escaped, uh, you know, from, I, I don't know whether it's Maldives or Mauritius, with uh, another director, Sanjay Kapoor, um, uh, you know, while making a movie that, you know, Salim Shooter, and then you had Abu Salem, uh, and he also got caught. So, yeah, it was very um, turbulent times uh, back then in Mumbai. And uh, we are blessed that uh, our intelligence uh, bureau, our police forces, our uh, um, our Indian uh, armed forces have made sure that uh, all our cities are, are, are much more safe. And uh, if, if you actually research, uh, Mumbai was never a place of uh, of rape or anything. It was all about shooting and gangsters. It was more like the Bronx in America. Uh, you know, it was more like, you know, a few kilometers off New York, you have the Bronx and everything happens. But uh, India was definitely, I wouldn't say impersonating, but uh, was getting there. But it was nipped in, in the bud, uh, you know, when we got to that uh, space. Mm -hmm. Okay, so can you tell me like how your family and friends reacted to this experience of yours? Uh, uh, my uh, mother at that point, when she, um, because my dad had passed away in 87, my, my mother was livid with me because I didn't tell her. I told her that I went for a shoot and she knew it was East West Airlines. But when I came back and the next day, East West Airlines owner assassinated, the first thing that all mothers do to uh, sons is come and pull their ears. So I was having breakfast and she came and pulled my ear for no reason. So what did I do? You went to Bombay and this was, this is what happened. You didn't tell me, you know what a mother goes through. So I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My friends were intrigued about what happened. Uh, they wanted a, uh, you know, a timeline as to how I reached there, what happened. So 
It was a lot about, uh, it was, uh, Shubhankar, it was about worrying and intrigue at that point of time, like, how the hell did you get out of there? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So after, now, I mean, it was a very traumatic experience, right? So after that, how did you get out of that state of trauma? Like, what did you do to get over it? <sighs> So uh, Aditi, uh, at that point of time, we were not in uh, a lifestyle of social media. Right. So, so you know, if you put this up on social media, oh my God, I was just almost assassinated if I took this ride. And people would comment, 1,800 comments, 55 uh, shares, 4,800 likes. We didn't have that confusion in our mind. Right. I went to a Shirdi Vinayak temple and I thanked the Almighty for having me back on this planet for the uh, you know the time that i am required to so i think uh, i would say that trauma happens in 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 today's time and age it, it definitely did happen in those time and age but we had uh, a, a mechanism of tackling it we had people who we would go and speak to uh, we would not generally we had no social media we had no mobile phones uh, even if we did uh, those were 38 rupee, you know, one minute calls. Um, you know, only the rich and the famous had those mobile phones. Uh, so I think uh, mobile phones also were not launched in 95. I think they came in in 97 or 98, if I'm right. So, yeah, that's how one tackles it, uh, you know, Balbuti Pay from your own strength, from your own uh, um, uh, upbringing, from your uh, everything comes into play at one time. What have your parents taught you? What have you learned from life? What is the way to go forward? Is this going to trouble you? Yes, you met this guy and you interviewed him. He was so nice, but today he's bullet ridden. Um, you know, what can you do to get these memories away from you? Those memories don't go away from you, Aditi. They remain with you. They remain with you, but it makes you stronger. It makes you uh, give... Uh, uh, you know, a, a pat on your back for the decision, the right decision that you made. Now, if I was to be foolhardy and say, oh my God, I did not sat in a, I could have sat in a Mercedes-Benz anywhere. You know, I, yeah. uh, fortunately, uh, you know, I have studied in a, a very affluent school back in Chennai and there were, there were students, so everything flashed back, but I'm just thinking, you know, the only thing that I think is, uh, Shubankar and Aditi, if, if th this was, not Miladri, if, if this was somebody else who has never even seen a luxury car, he or she would have been six feet under. So I thank my stars, I thank the Almighty, and I thank, uh, you, know, you know, my surroundings as to how I could actually make that decision. But yes, uh, as much as it's been traumatic, uh, it's probably very weird to say that it was extremely adrenaline-friendly, uh, uh, exciting, and adventurous. Only thing that I would like, if I have to clock back time, is if those men in that Mercedes-Benz were not killed. Yeah. So, I, would you say that social media has actually affected people's mental health to such an extent that now people can't get out of traumatic experiences that easily? Look, uh, Aditi, uh, it's very simple. Uh, when one is going through trouble, one yeah. needs to take care of him or herself. It's a very, very simple logic. 
it's not rocket science but today in social media when you have a cut on your knee or on your leg or on your hand immediately you put it up on social media and they say oh my god how sad how this how that the human body is a social animal and it's always looking for people to sympathize as as humans when you look at it social media feeds on that sometimes you need to understand that there are certain trials tribulations and troubles that you need to figure out yourself and not bring it out on a social domain when you do that word travels people start making assumptions about you and therefore and thereby so i think that uh, i'm sure there was mental health issues back in the 70s 80s 60s 50s 30s 40s whatever but it's more amplified now because of social media yeah when you actually go and say oh my god this is the most you know beautiful time i've had in my life yes five out of those 10 pictures shubhankar and aditi would be probably true but if you really look into those other five pictures look into those eyes you know they're trying to portray something which they aren't and i think that's the fakeness that social media has brought to the table and it's affecting not people of my age i'm i'm i'm, I'm a 1972 born but definitely people of your age and it's important that youngsters be strong and start understanding that social media is just a pastime not a full time you have influencers you have everything happening today okay i mean what do you mean by influencers i mean influencers are probably for young people but imagine i am following an influencer i at my age and time i can't uh, you know all you can't teach an old dog new tricks right it's 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 as simple as that so it's as important to understand oneself one's uh, mental health one's physical balance one's upbringing and then you know a dive into social media you want to put a dance video go ahead and do that you want to do this but when it comes to big long posts and messages that you know you know 50 lines that i have been wronged with i have been this who are you asking justice from who are you asking uh, you know conviction from it's very important that one knows the difference between uh, what to differentiate and what one can change yeah. and i think that is up to youngsters to understand uh, you know that difference because that will really you know help them footing in bills for going into psychiatrists and shrinks and counselors because you know um, the answer is right in front of you maybe hiding in plain sight but it's right in front of you yeah mm-hmm. you can't yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah that was amazing niladri and also like you know whatever you have experienced uh, how has this like you know affected your life like you know i mean what impact did it make in your life the shooting yeah the experience that you went through the, the entire thing no oh, I, i i just got back uh, to chennai uh, as mm-hmm. i said i went to the temple i got back to chennai and i said i'm going to work hard Uh, the almighty has given me a purpose 
I'm just uh, going to make. I'm just going to make sure that you know at that point of time I was in Chennai. I'm going to make sure that the city of Chennai knows me, and mm-hmm. uh, inshallah the Almighty did. Um, I, I made sure that even if when I came to Bangalore, that the city of Bangalore knows me. So that has, in fact, not traumatized me, but it has given me uh, an, an invigoration, uh, a boost, saying that you mm-hmm. escaped that. You better make sure that you do something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Because the other three people in that Mercedes-Benz don't have that privilege. When you have this mm-hmm. privilege, make sure you make 200% out of it. Mm-hmm. That is like a second chance that you got. Absolutely. Absolutely, mm-hmm. brother. Um, nobody gets that. I'm very lucky. And if you do, and if Aditi does, Make sure, and, and remember one thing, you don't need a second chance to actually reboot yourself. You have your chance mm-hmm. right now. It is your chance to make sure that you're a purpose in this world with your life. Mm-hmm. It was actually an amazing story. Thank you. Oh, yeah, uh, I think we're done with our questions. Thank you so much for talking to us, Neeladri. It was really nice having you. You're most welcome. Always a pleasure speaking to uh, young minds, creative brains, uh, you know, thinking people. So thank you for having me. It's a privilege. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the story as much as we did bringing it up to you guys. Goodbye until our next episode and yeah, stay tuned.